0: This is Sunday Morning Worship Service, August the 1st, 2021, here at the Pine Level Pentecost Wellness Church, with our Senior Pastor, Reverend Jerry Barbie, bringing us the message today, Unstoppable God. The Praise Team will start our music off today with Almost Home. Here's David and the Praise Team.
1: I can't wait, my brother,
0: we're almost home. Oh, I can't
1: wait, my sister, we're almost home. This
2: home that I'm awaiting Well, it's worth my
1: anticipating And I
2: can't wait to see him face to face Thank him for his saving grace I know, I know we're almost home I'm going to a city where There is no more night No sickness, no suffering There is no more strife Built by the mighty car from the city of Galilee. I have a feeling that my mansion will overlook the Crystal Sea. Well, as soon as I get there, I'm going to find my family. Then I'll talk a while with the one who gave his life for you and me. Jasper walls and gates of pearls are the things that are stored. I wake up in that promised land to live to die no more.
1: I can't wait, my brother, we're almost home. Oh, I can't wait, my sister, we're almost home. This home that I'm awaiting, well, it's worth my anticipating. And I can't wait to see him face to face, thank him for his saving grace.
2: Heavenly choir singing the song for the redeemed. The crowd's getting so excited, it will be more than a dream. Well, you must be running up and down the streets to go in my brand new body. Oh, the half that's I've been told. I can't wait, my
1: brother. We're almost home. Oh, I I can't wait, my sister, we're almost home. This home that I'm awaiting, well, it's worth anticipating. And I can't wait to see him face to face. Thank him for his saving grace. I know, I know we're almost home. I can't wait, my brother, we're almost home. Sister, we're almost home This home that I'm awaiting Well, it's worth the anticipating And I can't wait to see him face to face Thank him for his saving grace I'll begin my new robe of white I know everything will be just right I'm gonna shout, I'm gonna sing I'm gonna praise the King of Kings I'm gonna shout, shout, shout Sing, 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 praise the King of Kings, I know, I know, we're almost home, almost home. And I can't wait to see him face to face Thank him for his saving grace I know, I know we're almost home I can't wait, my brother We're almost home Oh, I can't wait, my sister We're almost home This home that I'm awaiting with. it's worth my anticipation? Face to face, thank Him for His saving grace. I'll be in my new robe of white. I know everything'll be just right. I'm gonna shout, I'm gonna sing, I'm gonna praise the King of kings. I'm gonna shout, 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 sing, 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 praise the King of kings. I know, I know, we're almost home, almost home.
0: Let's go on to holy water.
1: God, i my knees again. God. I'm Forgiveness it's like sweet, sweet honey on my lips, it's like the sound of the symphony to my ears, it's like holy water on my skin. Dead men walking slave to sin, I want to know about Oh God, I need you, take me to the riverside, take me under baptized, I need you,
0: oh God, I need
1: you, Lord. Holy water, your forgiveness Is my sweet, sweet honey on my lips Like the sound of a symphony to my ears
3: Somebody praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many feel the Lord in this house this morning? Thank you, Jesus. I want to do something right quick if I won't embarrass somebody, and uh, I want I want you to see what God can do when God does it, and how God does it. Amen. I want you to see what God can do if we just trust God. Amen. Sister Deborah Hill. Hallelujah. Watch this. Hallelujah. Sister Deborah Hill. Brother Larry, bring her up here. Bring her up here. Larry. Larry, bring her up here. Bring her up here. If she can come up here, Barbara, come with her. <laughs>
2: God, my God. Yeah. Thank you Holy Ghost yeah.
3: Thank you Holy Hallelujah. 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 Ghost Hallelujah
2: Hallelujah
3: Thank you Jesus Thank
1: you Jesus Thank you
2: Thank you
3: Lord Thank you Jesus
1: Oh, my God, my God, my
2: God, hallelujah. You are still my see what God can do. Hallelujah, hallelujah, oh, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord,
3: hallelujah. Thank you,
2: Jesus.
3: Thank you, Jesus.
2: Hallelujah.
3: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Church, listen to me just a minute. Sister Deborah, can you turn around and just face that congregation? I don't want to hold you up here too long. I know it's, I know it's, I know it's, I know it's hallelujah. Church, I want you to see what God can do. we will just let God. Hallelujah. You see, it don't take much if we just give it all to God. There's a miracle standing here this morning. I want you to stretch your hands this way as we just praise God for what he's done and praise God for what he's about to do because God ain't started nothing. He's not gonna finish. Father, we thank you this morning. Uh, Father, for a miracle standing before us today, God. Father, you're letting us see, uh, God, that you hear and answer the prayers of your people, Lord. Uh, and God, the ones that are faithful, Lord, you just be with them special ways. Uh, Father, you've touched us Deborah, Lord. Not only touched her, you've healed her. Uh, God, she's in the process of being completely healed, uh, delivered and set free right now. The devil's a liar. Uh, and Father, we come against everything he's trying to do today, uh, and we pronounce healing. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you for a miracle that we see with our own eyes. God, thank you for working miracles today, God. You're still God, Lord, and we love you and we praise you, Master. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give the Lord another hand clap. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God is so good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ain't God good? I mean, appreciate her being here this morning. A lot of people going through what she's going through would be home right now feeling sorry for themselves. But thank God for the Holy Ghost that gives us strength to carry on and keep on going for God. Amen? Ain't God good today? Ah, we're just so thankful for everything the Lord's done and what the Lord is going to do. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy Ghost, let's break loose. Yes, ma'am? Go ahead. I can't stand in God's church and not give a praise.
1: He's always been my strength. He's always been my comfort. He's always paid a way for me where there seemed to be no way. That's the kind of God that I've served. (laughs) I haven't walked through many trials. And there are times that I would thought I would die, but not one time did I ever think that I would be just close to death. But I can tell you that God kept His angels about me, and He kept me every step of the way. Most people do not go through an accident that I've been through that doesn't stay about three months in the hospital. I stayed here three and a half days, and most of my injuries are internal, with the exception of this big, giant hole I have up here near my brain, but with that exception, God let me come home.
3: Praise God. Sister Deborah, the Lord wants you to know that He's got you on a brand new journey. He's given you a brand new start. Everything's behind you is behind you. It's a brand new now. It's all new with God. And God says, take it and use it for His glory. Exactly what you're doing right now, giving Him praise and glory. Amen. People people don't go through the accident. She went through and walked away from it. Well, she didn't walk away from it. They took her away from it, but guess what? She might not have walked away from it, but if she wants to, she can walk back to it. Amen. Ain't God good? Praise the Lord. I may not want to go home now. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Let me just share some things with you today. On July the 22nd, Judy and myself left for a little town called Lebanon, Kansas. <clears throat> July the 22nd, I was trying to put some of this together and it just come to my attention that July the 2nd, 19, July 22nd, 1976, I walked off Fort Bragg for the last time, for the last day as a soldier in the United States Army or as an active soldier in the United States Army in 1976. In the year year 2021, Judy and myself left for a little town called Lebanon, Kansas, some 1,371 miles away. Now, you just don't jump up and drive 1,371 miles for a six-hour prayer meeting except the Lord inspires you to go. You don't do that. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's the same thing uh, like, it's going, it's like going on a 40-day uh, fast and people ask me about it and I always tell them, if God is not in it, don't attempt it. You don't do a 40-day fast without God in the midst of what you're doing. It won't work. So I know God was in this trip we made across the country when we arrived and we made our way under the prayer tent you could feel the very presence of the Lord in that, under that tent. Now, that alone was worth the trip for God to allow, it, allow you in his very presence. That was worth the whole trip right there. As the praise and worship was beginning, being lifted up, you could feel God just smiling down on you. You see what took place July the 23rd, that Friday, 2021, won't just another event, but I personally believe that day will mark a day that America will never forget because we did not just gather in a cow pasture in the very center of the good old USA. We literally met with God in the middle of a cow pasture, and I'm talking about a real cow pasture. You may not see the results of that day today, or you may not believe that you might, or you, or but, but you may. You, you may, but I believe that they started a reaction in our country, not only for our government, the church, but I believe it made a difference for all people of all races, creed, and color here in America. I believe that with all my heart. As I said, you might not see the results of what took place on the 23rd today, but I believe you will see the results as it begins to evolve on what God is gonna do in, in America. Now, why would you say that, Pastor? Simply because that day, America met with God, at least all the people that got involved met with God on that day. I spoke with Brother Mike on this past Friday night. We were here at the church and had some wonderful ice cream. And uh, uh, I got home, I told him my me and my wife both was talking on the way home. I said, I wished I had to eat that stuff. But I am thankful I didn't eat as much as Brother Larry Barbie ate. I am thankful for that. But anyway, we had some good ice cream. it was good. I came in, the movie was going, and uh, I, didn't, I didn't know what movie was going to be shown, but, it, but it, I think the movie was, honey, I shrunk the kids. If y'all remember that, the kids, great big kids. now their size, the ants are bigger than they are. And I begin to think on that. the Lord just give me just begin to move them as far as, as, as I shrunk the kids. That's what the enemy, that's what the devil is trying to do through the church today. He's trying his best to shrink the church down to nothing. But I got news for him. What took place on July the 23rd in a little in a little town called Lebanon outside uh, in a cow pasture. I got news for the devil. Uh, we done served notice on him on that day that the United States of America, I'm getting ahead of myself, uh, the United States of America is not going to be shrunk down. She's going to grow bigger than she's ever known to be grown because the presence uh, and the very spirit of God's going to be in the midst. God's going to lead God in direct uh, and the church is going to move on for the glory of God that one day we uh, Brother David that's this morning. I mean is ready to go home it ain't gonna be long for any church is going home one of these days can I get an amen? amen. Somebody shout praise the Lords God, oh, glory. Amen. I told Brother Mike Friday night that I uh, here at the church that I was going to do piggyback uh, his message or his sermon from last Sunday morning uh, but there's one thing I won't do. I'm not going to ride no bicycle backwards. I saw that. I was watching that. I was in Oklahoma City. We were in Oklahoma City, I believe it was, uh, when we were watching that. And I said, he's got a bicycle. I wonder what he's going to do. And then the next thing I know, he pulls the bicycle out. Instead of getting on it like he ought to, he got on it backwards and rode it backwards all the way across the floor here. And I said, my word, that's pretty good. A man can do that. And I said, thought to myself, I said, I can't hardly ride the thing forward. Uh, I know I'm not going to get on it and try to ride it backwards. But let me tell you what he did last Sunday morning. He made an impact on some children that were sitting up here on this front row. Not only did he make an impact with those children on the front row by riding a bicycle backer, he made an impact on those children by getting them to pray for him. Yeah. They will never forget that. When they get your ways and my age, they're gonna say, you know, I remember this guy, if I can think of his name, uh, Caps, I believe his name was Caps, Mike Caps, I remember him, a white-headed guy, he rode a bicycle backer, and he literally had me to pray for him. That child will never forget that, amen? How I many I believe we need to do more for our children? Glory to God. But his message was unstoppable. So I'm going to piggyback on that message this morning a little bit if I can. Not a whole lot, but a little bit. I want to piggyback on his message uh, this morning, unstoppable. And he gave me the okay to do whatever I wanted to do. So for a scripture this morning, I, I want to start off using Matthew chapter 28, 19, and 20. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 28, 19, go ye. Somebody say go ye. Go ye. How many know Jesus said go? That means the church must go. The church has got to be unstoppable. He said, go ye therefore and preach, all, and preach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20 says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you and lo, I am with you all way even unto the end of the world, amen. How many know Jesus is with you right now? Amen. Go ye, somebody say go ye. Look at your neighbor and say let's go, amen. Brother Doug Small told us under that tent to ask God two questions and they were God, why did you have me come all the way out here to Lebanon, Kansas and the second question, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do when I leave here today? That's two questions asked. God, why did you bring me here and now what do you want me to do? Two questions. Two questions. Well, when I asked God those two questions, he revealed to me, number one, son, I brought you all the way out here to show you that there is truly an awakening about to take place and this is the very spot where I'm starting uh, that awakening to happen. You see, we went out to the middle of America in the middle of a cow pasture where there was absolutely nothing, and I mean nothing, for God to bring us back to the day when America was not even in existence for us to make an appeal to heaven one more time. How many believe we need to make an appeal to heaven? Amen. We did that last Friday. You folks that were gathered here at the local church, you did that last Friday. You folks that left the church and went home and finished watching it on your television, you did that last Friday. When you prayed with us, when you, when you got involved in it, you made an appeal to heaven for America one more time. Amen. I, I got news for you this morning, folks. We've been in Wyoming. We've America's not going down. She's going up in the name of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Let me share with you just what I'm talking about. You see this flag that I'm holding this morning in my hand? You see this flag that says an appeal to heaven? That's what it says, is that what it says? Yeah, an appeal to heaven. That's this flag right here. You see, so I'm holding well, I'm, I'm holding well on this flag it states an appeal to heaven. In 17, I'm gonna share this with you, in 1775, 1775, the year before the Declaration of Independence and the Revolutionary War, the movement toward national independence had almost stalled. It had almost come to a halt. But on May 10th, 1775, the second Continental the Continental Congress uh, was in session. The Boston Tea Episode had created no small stir. Tensions ran, uh, ran high. Divisions were deep. Most did not want to provoke British wrath. Uh, George Washington sensed a political st- st- uh, stalemate. Uh, he took bold. He, he took bold and unthinkable action. Uh, sometimes you have to move uh, when God says move, and when you move when God says move, uh, the unthinkable will happen. Amen. Uh, Washington decided to, to interpret or. Uh, to intercept incoming British ships uh, to keep the dream of an independent nationalized. Uh, He commissioned six uh, scrawners, in other words, six small ships, uh, and he started a navy. The small vessels, no match for British sea power, nevertheless began to capture British ships uh, sailing under the unusual flag uh, with the words uh, an appeal to heaven. Uh, How many want to appeal to heaven today, amen? Uh, I'm telling you to make a difference. Uh, You can pray all you want pray. But if you're praying just to be praying that's all you're doing. But when you make that appeal to heaven about what you're praying about, let me tell you something. God's going to come on the scene for you. Somebody shout praise the Lord. The flag began to appear everywhere. On floating batteries, riverbanks, towns, and battlefields. Even the nation's capital in Philadelphia started an appeal to heaven flag. The phrase an appeal to heaven came from the writings of John Locke. The phrase describes the point at which all judicial options uh, have been exhausted uh, and the only alternative is prayer. This was the untenable uh, position uh, of the colonists uh, so they appealed to heaven. Uh, They knew that they were at the bottom's end. uh, There was no hope at all. uh, So the only thing left is to pray. uh, So they made an appeal to heaven. Uh, Amen. The people have no other remedies. What John Locke says, uh, he said the people have no other remedy in this as in all other cases uh, where they have no judge on. Earth, but to appeal in heaven, John John Locke stated succinctly, "All they had was a prayer." So it is with you and I today. All we have is prayer. And how many know prayer works today? God brought Never Hill in this place this morning to let you see and let you know that prayer works when we turn it loose and let go and let God and we really mean what we're praying about and we're sincere about it and it's all about him and nobody else or nothing else more. God will still does answer prayer today, amen. Yes. Glory, to yes. Glory to God. This flag flew everywhere. It's been stated at one time that this was the national flag. It flew everywhere. The second question, what do you want me to do when I leave here? God spoke in my spirit. He said, son, you will be one of the arteries that will spread the blood of Jesus Christ, my son, and the gospel throughout this country and also around the uttermost parts of the earth. That's what God put in my spirit. That's why I believe God introduced me to a man called Samuel Porter Jones. Because Samuel was nothing but a drunkard on his face and his vomit part of the time. And God raised him up as one of the greatest evangelists of his day. Matter of fact, he was was known as the greatest evangelist of his day. He was known to be the same as Billy Graham was in our day that we're living in right now. God absolutely took nothing and turned it around and changed the course of America. He was a Methodist preacher. Can I give you some good news this morning? The Pentecostal movement come out of the Methodist movement. <laughs> so we are part of that Sam Jones era. We are part of that Sam Jones ministry, where God performed miracle after miracle. A I don't read about all the healings that took place in the service. I don't read about all that stuff. That's not, that's not what he preached about. That's not what it was. But I can tell you this. You can read about the thousands after thousands of thousands of people that came to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior under his ministry. Can I tell you something? That's what it's all about. It's not about the healings and all them other things. That's just the benefits of, of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. The greatest thing of all is that we are we winning souls for God's glory. Amen. That's what it's all about. But God spoke to my heart. He said, "Son, I can take a little bit. Just give me a little bit. You give me a little bit, and I can turn it around. I can make a great big difference." And that's what God began to move on me as He introduced me to this guy named Sam Samuel Samuel Jones. I didn't tell you that the Ryman Auditorium I, because I don't I don't have any money. The Ryman Auditorium. <clears throat> the reason it's called the Ryman is because that when when Sam Jones was was preaching revival in Nashville, Tennessee. There was a man called, I believe his name is Tom Ryman. I know his last name. I think it's Tom Ryman. A man called Tom Ryman came to one of the services and gave his heart and his heart and soul to the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a great businessman of that day. He was a wealthy man of that day. He he had he had uh, uh, all these little these these ships or or these boats, uh, a fleet of boats out there that was whatever was doing. But he was a great businessman, very wealthy man. And when he when he came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, uh, Tom Tom Ryman. uh, he, he 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 got together with Sam Jones. They got together, and that's who built or paid for the building of the Ryman, uh, Ryman uh, uh, Museum. It's a museum now, the Ryman uh, 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 Museum called a Coliseum, and, and that's who literally paid for that. It won't call the Ryman from the start. When I can't remember, but my mind slips. But I can tell you this: when Tom Ryman died, Sam Jones got up and he told the crowd. He told the people of Nashville, Tennessee. He said, "What we need to do now." is we need to rename this tabernacle. I think it's some type of thing. We need to rename this tabernacle to the Ryman, uh, Ryman Coliseum or something that. To, 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 in other words, on, on, in memory of Tom Ryman himself, that's how de Ryman, Ryman got its name because it was named after, after him. But a man gave his heart and life to Jesus Christ. He said, son, it don't take but just a little. You give me a little and I can turn it into much. How many believe that this morning? God took the wealth of that man. I'm telling you something, they got a nice, there's a nice building there. We only saw just portions of it. We were able to go in and, 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 and view the, the stage, which they've redone a whole lot of it. They've had to redo some of it. They've removed some of the floor and they took it to the other, other grand Orpid things so they have part of it there and all that stuff. But there's been a lot, of, a lot of known, well-known people been through the doors of the Ryman Coliseum uh, or the Ryman uh, uh, your Coliseum there in Nashville, Tennessee. Booker T. Washington was on that stage. President Theodore Roosevelt I believe was on that stage. There's been all kinds of people and I was, as I was going through that I began to begin to, to thank God began to put it in my spirit. He said son here you are looking at all this stuff here you are looking at all this museum stuff here you are looking at artifacts uh, of different country singers and different things going on uh, you're looking at all this stuff and, 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 and it's amazing to you. Yeah, I can understand that he began to move in my spirit. He said but son let me tell you something. If people will start doing to me what they're doing to this place right here you You'd see a difference in people's lives, amen. People come in and see, but when they come in, I didn't, I didn't, I thought I'd do something about it, but I didn't know nothing about it. Once I got into it, I found out a whole lot of things. I just thought that's working for this uh, country music started. Not because the, it was a church long before it was the country music hall of fame, so to speak. So, I want to tell you something this morning God, it don't take much, and God can move and work miracles. And God just let me know in my spirit, He said, Sonny, people would just come to me like they couldn't. I'm talking about it cost you $26 a head to go in that place. I didn't even tell my wife how much I paid until we got out. $26 a head, $52, cost me $20 a part. That's $72 I spent at that one place. But we lived cheap the whole the whole trip. We lived very cheap the whole trip and God just helped us and blessed us uh, through that thing. So anyway, we went to see that and God just showed me some different things. And what were you gonna do when you, when you leave here? And God just said, son, you will be one of the arteries huh, that will spread the blood of Jesus Christ, my son, and the gospel throughout the, this country and all around the uttermost parts of the world. God has let me know. He has already set things in motion uh, for the gospel to go where, he, where we can't go. The harvest is ripe and ready for the picking. And he tells me uh, to tell you uh, it's time to start harvesting the crop, amen? It's time for you and I to start harvesting the crop. We can't be satisfied with where we are. We can't be satisfied with who we have uh, because there's a lot of people out outside these four walls uh, that's gonna die and bust hell wide open uh, if we as the body of Christ uh, don't go ye into the world uh, and to the streets and to the hedges and compel them to come in uh, and let them know who Jesus is uh, and they can go to the same heaven you and I are going to this morning. But we got to go, we can't be sad. Too many churches are satisfied where they are. Don't want no more, this is all we need. Let me tell you something, if there's one lost soul out there, you ain't got all you need until every soul out there has been won to the glory of God or to the kingdom of God. When we were leaving the prayer meeting, we had to travel a lot of back roads and I mean there were some, some long, long, long back roads. I called Jason Harrett one time. I, I said, what are you doing? Well, he's down at the beach relaxing, enjoying himself. And I, so I let him know. I said, uh, I said, I just want to let you know that I'm out here on the highway and I'm, 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 I'm able to move. He said, what do you mean? I said, the speed limit is 75 miles an hour. He said, You must be in Kansas City. I said, No, I just came through Kansas City. But it's 75 miles an hour, so you set your speed limit speed at, at, at 80 miles an hour, because five above, you know you're going to be okay, so everything going to be all right. So I'm going down the road, just cruising, just going, having a good time. Man, this feels good. Amen. Those back roads are long, no houses in sight to get to the main road. At the, interst- the interstate, so we could st- start m- making time to the next destination. In other words, there was a lot of back roads I had to go through to get back on the interstate to go where we need to go. As I was traveling in some of those back roads, the Lord showed me that he was talking about what he was talking about when he said to me I would be one of the arteries that would spread the gospel throughout the world. These these back roads are little veins which take you to the main road or the artery that will allow the traffic to flow. What God is showing me is, son, you have already been through the veins. You've already gone through the little little spots. spots. You've already gone through the tight spots. You've already gone through the veins and now I'm gonna make you an artery full of the Holy Ghost and the power of God moving forward, unstoppable, uh, 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 accomplishing what I desired you to accomplish. Amen. How many would like for this church to accomplish what God wants it to accomplish? In order order for this church to accomplish what God wants it to accomplish, uh, he's got to accomplish in you what he wants to accomplish in you. Amen. If he can't accomplish in you what he needs to accomplish in you, his church won't ever accomplish what it's supposed to. But even though I won't allow him to accomplish in me what he wants to, don't mean I'm going to stop his program. Because if I say no, somebody's going to step through the plate and say yes. Amen? When God said, son, go preach, I said, no, I ain't going to do it. I can't do it. Guess what? I saw other people stepping up and going to preach. God, let me know, son, I don't need you. You see, some people think they're so important, God's got to have them. God don't need nothing or nobody. but he wants you and I to step up to the plate and say, God, here am I. Take me as I am and make me what you want me to be. Amen. Church, we have to realize something and that is that America is in trouble today and the only answer we have is God himself. Satan is trying his best to stop America But I prophesy to you today that she is unstoppable. America is unstoppable. Can I get an amen? Why? Why is she unstoppable? Because she was founded on the principles of God's holy word and what's going on now? America's beginning to appeal to heaven one more time and God's gonna come on the scene again and we're going back to the principles of almighty God's word. Can I get an amen? My voice needs some help. Do you know that Brother Doug Small, he's the one that basically headed this thing up, seven different routes coming from different points in America to the center point of America. Pray the the heart and pray in the heart of America. I think it was something like that What was the theme of it. Pray the heart and pray in the heart of America. Doug Small made a statement he said that three, listen to me, three to five percent can change a culture. Three to five percent, three to five percent can change a culture. What he was saying is that, listen to me, three to five people out of 100 can change a culture. It don't take a hundred three to five can change the culture. Three to five percent. Three to five people out of, out of a hundred. That means 95 to 97 percent of the people don't make no difference. God can take three to five percent and change a culture. Listen to me careful. God spoke to my heart and this is what he said to me. <clears throat> It don't take much, it just takes a little. He says, son, it only takes three to five percent, three to five people out of 100 to change a culture and the direction of the church. He said it only takes three to five people out of 100 to change the culture in the direction of a church. God wants me to tell you this morning that we are unstoppable. And with a few, he can change the world. How many would like to be that few this morning? I was reading statistics why why pastors get out of the ministry. And the number one reason why pastors, I didn't bring that sheet with me. The number one reason why pastors get out, get out of the ministry. It goes to the, it goes to, he had a list. He gave us a list yesterday. He, ha, he has a list and I got the list and I begin to look over it and it talks about how many percent of the pastors quit every 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 Monday telling how many percent of the pastors quit a month tells 4,000 churches, 4,000 churches a year are shutting the doors. 3,500 People a month is walking out of churches. I'm talking about the church universal. 3,500 people a month walking out of churches. I forgot what the percentage of the pastors that when they start in the ministry won't last five years. And there's a big percentage that won't never last to retirement age. Brother Mike, you made it. You preached all them years. I'm talking about you made it to retirement. You preached all those years. You hung in there. You stuck with it. The number one reason why pastors get out of the ministry is because the pastors want to go one direction. The church wants to go the other direction. And the church is not willing to go in the direction the pastor wants to go. So he just gives up and quits. That's the number one reason why like pastors get out of preaching, get out of ministry. God done let me know, son, you're gonna go on through the little veins. I done brought you through all the hard places. I done brought you over the rocks. I done brought you through some things that Satan thought he would shut you down and make you stop. He almost did, I'll be honest with you, he almost did. He said, but I brought you through these spots. He said, but now, I'm fixed to make you an artery that's gonna help the gospel and the, and the Lord Jesus Christ be spread not only in this local church, but other the other most parts of the world. God said, son, look what you got. Look what the church is doing. Amen. Brother, brother uh, Bill Thornton said it a while ago. This is a good church. Can I get everybody to say this is a good church? Amen. If I could get this church to love everybody outside as much as you love yourselves, we're gonna do some great things for God. Can I get an amen? Amen, yes. God moved on me. And he let me know, son, you got what you need. You can take the gospel to any part of the world that they got an internet. And the ones that ain't got an internet and they want the gospel, guess what God says he'll do? God said, I'll make a way to get the internet in there to them. Somebody shout praise the Lord. We got the means of doing it God's supplying me to me by, by and through you this morning. You need to give yourselves a hand for what this church has done over the years for the glory of God. Go ahead, it's okay. Yeah. But well, we, we hadn't even started yet. We hadn't even broke the tip of the iceberg yet to what God is about to do. This church is unstoppable. When Moses and the children of Israel were faced with the Red Sea in front of them, it looked like it had all come to an end, that the time had come to stop. In other words, right now, we're looking at the Red Sea. Ain't nowhere we can go. Everything's around us. We can't go nowhere. The Red Sea's in front of us. The Egyptians is coming in behind us. They're closing in. But let me tell you something. When God creates a cloud by day and a cloud of fire, by night and he makes it day, daylight in the night so the, so the children of Israel can travel and then he even takes the wheels off of the off of the chariots of the, of, the of the Egyptians and God just makes a way for them but now they're standing at the Red Sea they think everything's coming to a halt they're beginning to tell Moses why'd you bring us out here we try to tell you leave us alone leave us in Egypt can I tell you something after a while there's going to be some people around here saying pastor you need to leave us alone leave us where we are uh-uh. God says no it's time to keep moving we're unstoppable when Moses looked at the children of Israel, he said, no, 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 we can't stop now. We gotta keep on moving. We gotta keep on going, Hey, man! When God says move, discouragement won't stop you. When God says move, doubt won't stop you. When God when God says move, ain't nothing gonna get in your way. If you listen to him, he'll move you forward where you need to go. And I got news for you this morning. You're looking at a preacher going to the next level. If it hires the devil, I'm gonna do everything that God desires me to do. Look at your neighbor. Tell him, I ain't gonna like it. But it's okay. People ain't liked me before. They ain't liked my wife before. But when all was said and done, they were blessed in the end of the way. Let me tell you something, folks. We ain't gonna do nothing. We're not gonna do anything at all without first having a church best interest in our heart amen, because it's all about him and him crucified, and he died for the church, and he says, son, I want you, what what, what was that uh, they were talking about, Uh, 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 somebody said that God told Peter, he said feed my sheep, feed my sheep, brother Mike was talking about evangelism uh, last Sunday night, I watched that, I listened to it, I said, wow, he's doing good, and then, then I heard him say, I heard him say that Pastor Barbie, he sort of leans a little bit, you remember him saying that? You folks that won't hear, you don't know it. Said he seems to lean a little bit because he gets into the evangelistic uh, uh, territory and he starts doing a little evangelistic stuff, amen, because it's all about Jesus Christ and him crucified. It ain't about me and it ain't about you. It's all about him. Can I get an amen? God wants the church to get back to where the church was huh, and that stand firm huh, against sin and what sin's all about. But some ain't gonna like it. They didn't like Sam Jones. But when he came in with a word from God, he told the drunkards exactly what they were. He told the whoremongers exactly what they were. He told the legislators, he told the senators, he told everybody that was in his, in his, uh, in his presence, uh, he told them exactly what it was, uh, and if you don't get your heart right with God, you're gonna bust hell wide open, folks, uh, let me tell you something, that's where the church has gotta get back to. Uh, we got to quit tolerating all this little bitty junk uh, that's going around, it's called this, uh, and it's called, uh, alcoholism it's called a disease now. It ain't a disease, it's a pure sin. Can I get an amen? You know how he became a drunkard? He started drinking a little bit because uh, he had a condition in his stomach. uh, So he started drinking a little bit to help his stomach out. You know what happened to him? He turned into a purified drunk, uh, even laying in his vomit at times, uh, nasty. Didn't even take a bath. Uh, God said, give me a little bit. Uh, I'll make great things out of it. Amen. Uh, If you'll give me a little bit, you'll be unstoppable. If you'll give me a little bit, uh, I can do miracles with it. Uh, If you give me a little bit, uh, I'll take it uh, and I'll make you exactly what I want you to be. time for the church to make that stand against sin and we're going to be called hate crime and all this other kind of junk when we stand against it I, I, let me tell you something if you're homosexual this morning I love you to death I do I love you as a person but I don't love what you do I don't love what you're involved in because what you're involved in is abomination to God and it's purified sin because God didn't create man to be with man God created man to be with woman God didn't create woman to be with woman, he created woman to be with man, amen? So it's an abomination to God, is sin, purified, right out sin. Pastor, be careful, you're gonna hurt somebody's feelings. Let me tell you something, if Jesus called them stiff-necked generation and vipers and all this kind of stuff, he's giving me the right to call sin, sin today. Can I get an amen? amen? You see, the church is gonna hurt somebody's feelings. Sister Marie, you're different than I am. Tell me something in Portuguese what is that? Who are, you? Who are you? How are you? Who are you? It's young. you? Okay. Yes. See, what did she say? I have to be careful because I don't know what she said. I got to be cursing right now unless she told me what she said. <laughs> so you might better know what you're talking about before you go to take them. There. Amen. Right. But just because she's different don't make you know. We're all same in the eyes of God. That's right. That's what God's telling the church. Get you, get your prejudice out of your way. Amen. Get your parties out of your way. It ain't about a Democrat or a Republican or Independent. It's all about God and Him and Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen? Republicans can't get along with the Democrats. Democrats can't get along with the Republicans. Let me tell you something. I'm a Russian Republican, I can get along with anybody. I, you, st- you believe what you want to believe? I'm not going to put you down for it. But if, I, but if I proclaim to believe what I believe, I'm going to get thrown down for it. I'm going to get stomped on for it. But you know what? It ain't about that. It's all about the one I'm living for. It's all about the one I'm serving. And if you're serving the same one I'm serving, according to the word of God, we all gonna love one another regardless. Regardless of who or what we are. Because without him, there ain't no love to start with. And if you don't love me, you ain't got him. Look out, preacher, it's a fact. If this man can't love me, he ain't got Jesus. I don't care how much he stands up and dances and carries on. But if he loves me with the love of the Lord... He can dance all he wants to and it's a purified, pure thing. Amen? God knows the deal. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Aren't you glad God knows? Let me get back over here. I gotta quit. The children of Israel. God did not bring them out of Egypt to have them to go back. They were unstoppable and they didn't even know it. Exodus chapter 14, verse 15, and the Lord said unto Moses, wherefore, Christ, thou unto me. Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Joshua down praying one day and God said, whoa, son, what are you doing down here? What what are you down here? What are you you, you down here praying about? He said, you've already prayed about it. Just get up now and do what you're supposed to do to get done what you're praying about, get done. God says, tell Pine Level, we've prayed and prayed and prayed. He said, now it's time to act on your prayers. He said, now it's time to move. He said, now it's time to get all obstacles out of the way and move. God says, come together like we have never been together before. Somebody shout, praise the Lord, it's okay. And to get us all together, it's like it's, it's an effort to get us all together. It's gonna take a miracle from God. But lift thou up thy rod. He says, speak to him, come to go forward. Lift up thy rod, stretch out thine hand, over the sea and divide it. <laughs> Can you imagine? God said, Moses, tell him to go forward. Well, God, we, we, we're trying. We're trying to go forward. God said, lift up your rod. Now stretch your hand up. Now divide the sea. Notice he didn't say, Moses, stretch your hand out. I'll divide the sea. And we know God had to do it. Do it when it had got done. But had not Moses stretched his hand out, uh, raised his rod up, stretched his hand out, uh, and divided the sea. In other words, uh, God, you said, do it. Uh, I got a faith to know that when I lift my hand up, uh, that this place is going to spread wide open uh, and we're going to go on dry ground uh, just like you said we were uh, by faith. Uh, I'm standing up right now, shouting, Red Sea, divide uh, and let us go. God said, son, uh, just stand on the word. Uh, Believe what you're preaching. Uh, You're going to go forward, you unstoppable, and no devils in heaven. Hell can stop what God wants to do. <clears throat> I mean, no devil's a liar. <laughs> the devil can get comical here for a while. He told me right now, I said, "You better shut up, there. I have a vote." <laughs> I said, really? Where's Barbara Hill at? The devil said, I said, really? Really? They'll have a vote. Hey, what comes comes. What goes goes. But if God ain't through, don't you mess it up. If God is through, you won't have to mess it up. I'll move for you. But I know for a fact, God ain't through yet. Can I get an amen? That was the time right after the whole church were clapping. You didn't do it. So that lets me know you might be wanting to vote or something. Like that. I don't know. He said, Divided and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the mist of the sea. In other words, church, we have to stop looking at all the havoc around us, all the discouragement, all the doubt, all the confusion, all the lies, and just trust God in everything the church is facing today because I want to let you know the church of Jesus Christ is unstoppable. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. No. I'm gonna leave this with you this morning to let you know that the church of Jesus Christ is unstoppable. In the book of Revelation, you will find this account of your Lord saying in Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. He said, and behold." I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according to his work shall be. Notice what he said. And behold, I come quickly. How many believe he's coming quickly? And my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. In other words, when you face him on that day, or just before that, You might ask the question, what did you do with the Jesus I gave you? What did you do with it? Did you do like the man with the one talent, go out and hide it? So that when all is said and done, you can go dig it up and say, here's your talent, here it is, I saved it just for you. Or you're gonna be the one one that had the 10 talents, went out and made other talents, and the one that had the one talent lost it because to give it to the man that went out and made more talents, amen. In other words, God says, occupy. Jesus said, occupy till I come. I mean, no, we got to get up and start to work.
1: Yes.
3: Verse 13 says, I am alpha and omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Verse 14 says this, blessed are they that do his commandments, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. That's what he said. Blessed are they that do his commandments. Well, pastor, what about those that don't do his commandments? Well, there's a place for them also, but it ain't gonna be with him. He's gonna separate the goats from the sheep one of these days. He said that they may have right to the tree of life. How many know you got a right to the tree of life this morning? Amen. You need to give God praise and glory for that right there. I got, hey, my name's written down in the Lamb's book of life. <clears throat> and may, in, may enter in through the gates into the city. <laughs> One of these days, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning, and the end, the first and the last. He'll be there and the gates going to open up and we're going to go in with him. Ooh, ain't there going to be something? Unstoppable. Somebody say unstoppable. I'm going all the way through the gate. I ain't going to the gate. I ain't going to the gate. Stop. I'm going through the gate. Amen. And then I'm going to hear him say, well done. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you are here this morning or you may be listening to us by way of the internet right now. And Satan has or is causing havoc in your life, why not just come to Jesus and let him take control of your life right now? Everybody stand to your feet if you will.
0: Hallelujah Thanks for tuning in to our live stream here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Hornets Church. If you want more information about our church, go to our website, pinelevelphc.org. That's pinelevelphc.org. You can check out pictures, events coming up. Also, watch other services that you may have missed. Also, you can download our free app through the Google Play or the iOS App Store. You can watch our services live or on demand. And you can get push notifications about upcoming events here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Hornets Church, as well as check out other information that's going on. Here. Also, Facebook users, search Facebook for uh, Pine Level PHC, and you can like our page on Facebook, get notifications when we go live, check out pictures and other things that we post through Facebook. If you're a YouTube fan, go to YouTube, search Pine Level PH Church, and subscribe to our channel and get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand through YouTube. We also have a podcast available for the people who can't watch. You can listen while you drive or work. Go to your favorite podcast provider, or you can go to our website website or the app for the quick link to the podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecost Wellness Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 1030 or Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday at 7. God bless.